Games cost money and will gladly hand over all the pennies that we've got for them. But how many plays or hours do you expect to get out of a game to make the financial investment worth it? How many dollars are you willing to pay or do you expect to pay per play to make it worth the financial commitment? And that's what we want to talk about this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. What's up, nerds? My name is Matt Warmbier, and I am the chief outreach nerd here at Love Thy Nerd, and I'm one of the hosts of this here free play podcast. And joined with me, as always, is our chief social media nerd, Kate Katawake. Hello. Hello. Man, like we're like just keep rolling week after week without Bubba Sita. I know. And I think it's fine though. I, I think we're getting better. I, I think we had each had to adjust like our styles a mm-hmm. little bit like you know i'm kind of comic relief you're like matter of fact comic relief and bubba yeah, like to t- tell us stuff um i've had to do a lot less googling and looking at amazon i know during, while it's, recording, it's sad normally when bubba talks sometimes i just look at amazon well, or just google random facts right and i usually like i usually buy something on amazon like oh i really wanted to see how much that game was and like if it's you know a good price i'll i'll go ahead and grab it but uh, maybe it's better for us. Like it's better for my pocketbook. It's better for your um, ADD. I don't know. <laughs> but, or I tune. My brain is programmed now to tune out Bubba after two minutes and thirty seconds. Okay, that's not that's not bad, right? When he comes back, it's going to be. Really, I'm just uh, kidding. It'll be fine. And when he comes back, he will be third tier, and we will be number one and number one. Yes. So and we, he will be third. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I love it. Well, I do miss Bubba a little bit, yeah, but I, I think we're him. doing great on our own. Yeah, so he great. will. He will be back um, after the thirtieth. We allegedly. That's that's the plan. Uh, we we'll might, figure it out. I don't think we'll be recording the thirtieth, so I think it'll probably be. It's going to be sometime soon. I know that Bubba and I are going to be meeting in Dallas before LTNCon to record some. Beard Bros, co-optional stuff. Uh, so we have just kind of things ready to uh, ready to roll there. Um, we may record a podcast while we're there if we have time. Uh, we need to kind of like sit down and make our schedule because if Bubba and I don't have a schedule, we we say we're going to wing it, and uh, it doesn't go well. We we oftentimes forget stuff. You you know maybe I'll help me help you make the schedule. Would you please? That'd be great, and we can I'll let you know the games we, we're talking about and like you know podcast stuff. Yeah, um, I'll just do it. Okay, I like it. Uh, well, speaking of LTN Con, it's coming up here. It's in Dallas, Texas on October 4th through 6th in the heart of Dallas, Texas. Do people say that? It's in the heart of Texas. Something like that. It goes Right like in that. Dallas where I've learned that they have a place nearby that you can watch <laughs> the cattle go up and down the streets. So if that, in- if that interests you, join us. Where do you sign up? I don't know. Aaron was looking it up. Uh, join the first ever conference hosted by us, Love Thy Nerd. 
And if you want to learn how to love and serve your nerdy neighbors better, you know, like Jesus would, then mm-hmm. this is for you. Uh, there's literally, literally and figuratively and matter of factly mm-hmm. no other conference like this. And we'll play a bunch of games and we'll nerd out. And we have a bajillion, an Amelia Bedelia number of games to give away because people sent us games to give to the people coming to LCN Con. We're going to do some pay to, some, not pay to play, some win, some, some, uh, some play to wins. There you go. You can pay if you want to, whatever. (laughs) We're doing some pay to wins. Like you pay the price of the game and you win. It's crazy. Uh, we're, all the founders are going to be giving a little talk, minus Kate, uh, about just what we do, how we do it, why we do it, and how you can do it back at your hometown. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. I've been working on my talk. It's going to be top notch, probably. I think it's probably going to be one of the best ones. Are you going to give away mini mountains bars during the talk? <laughs> I've actually been thinking about like throwing candy bars at people in the audience just to see. I, but I would have to re- like memorize the Michael Scott speech. And I wouldn't want to blow it. Um, yeah, it would have to be an office reference that people would. Well, get. there's no guarantee that anybody knows the <clears throat> office references we do on this podcast. And you know what? That's fine. It's I don't fine. care. You won't I'll be able to know them. pretty soon because we're going to be off Netflix. Um, well, I'm yeah. going to buy the box set with hey, the gift if you, certificate. If you want to know more about LTNCon, go to LTNCon.info and you can sign up there. Um I would love for all of you all to get, be there. I know we're getting close to the date here. We're less than a month away. We're just a few weeks away. If you're in Texas, just be there. I want to see you. Kate wants to know that you were there. I do. I like photo evidence. Other people like to see you too. And if you're able to drive in, I'm driving in with the family. Uh, just make this happen. There, there's literally nothing like this convention conference at the conference uh, anywhere else. <laughs> It's a convention trance. It's a hybrid name. Well, um, you're doing really good with these ad reads. I think you've come you. a long way. I'm I'm killing it. I actually wasn't reading that. That was all from memory. I know. That's what I'm saying. Is it's just flowing and it's just like just you know so whatever great. in one ear and out one mouth, um, or something like that. Something hey, Kate, like that. Kate, you've been you've been um, you must have inherited some money because. You were drinking fancy bubbly water here. I know. This is also a sponsor. That's how it works, right? You just pick yeah, something you just, you're wearing you or you're it. eating. Yeah, you, you announce, announce and they send it. you money. Yep. And then you get a check in the mail. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm drinking this sparkling water called a Spindrift available at Costco, or at least that's where I get it. And uh, sparkling water and real squeezed fruit. So what I like about it is that it has more, more flavor, flavor okay. than something like LaCroix. But it is like twice the cost. So you got to be, you know, ready to drop dime on some good. Well, and you can't drink as many that product. way. Yeah. Well, why why'd you make the, the switch, you think? Just, Just for flavor. You, solely because of flavor. Okay. That's fine. I've only solely had, because flavor. I only had one of them, like the red, the red can. Yeah, that's good. They're, all the flavors I've had are good. But here's the thing is, and we were kind of talking earlier about what rank different brands would have. Mm-hmm. You know that like Perrier flavored yeah. brand? I would yeah. put that at the bottom, the oh, very bottom. Like the brand Perrier? The one that, the sparkling the gr- water the with the flavor in it. Oh, I actually like They're, that one. I do too, but the thing is it gets flat so fast that you, it's like. Well, you're drinking too slow. That's the problem. No, I try, I <clears> made a point 
to drink it as fast as I could before it got flat. And it still got flat before yeah, I got must, to the end. must have been shaken up. Uh, I did find, this is the Sparkling Water podcast now. I did find uh, the other day a, a caffeinated sparkling water, which I was all about. That was, it was lovely. Very what delicious. was the brand name? Please gas, tell me. So gas station brand oh, that gosh. you can find at your local gas station so store. So you don't know for sure. I don't know. Ask Erin. She liked it. She okay, I'll send it. her a message. Okay. Yeah. Please. Um. Well, if you know what the the flavor is or the brand is, just kind of let us know too. If Erin doesn't remember, that's something I'm interested in. You know, they have the white claw, uh, hard, hard sparkling, sparkling water, whatever. Then they got the caffeinated. Then they got mm-hmm. the ones with real fruit. There's a just so much going market, on in the yeah. world. Of sparkling it's going to crash soon. It's going to crash. It soon. is. That's why we yeah. got to make sure that we stay try, on top of it. Got to try them all. Yeah. Try them um, all before they all go away. <laughs> uh, speaking of all of them going away, Kate, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> um, real quick, did I mention the flavor I'm drinking of this Spindrift is the no, lemon let's see. one? Lemon. Okay. I, I, I think I just said sparkling water, but it's, this one's lemon flavored. I'm okay. With so real lemon, everybody real get on 5% that. Real five percent lemon. Yeah, get get to Costco for our sponsor. <laughs> um, but what I've been playing, well, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. I just wanted to announce to everybody because I've been getting like tons of messages <clears throat> yeah. about this. Yeah. But I am at 146 days of Duolingo. That is learning, ridiculous. Learning a lot of Spanish. Do you feel just, nearly fluent now? I feel a lot more fluent. Okay. What are you going to do with this knowledge? Read Instagram captions without pressing translate at the bottom. (laughs) Good. (laughs) That's what what I'm going to be doing with it. Hopefully I could listen to a song in Spanish and tell you vaguely what it's about is also my goal. But now that I have 146 days, I'm like, I want to get to 200. Then I want to get to 250. Then I I want to get to 300. I want you to just straight 365 and then take a day off. (laughs) See, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. Maybe I'm like addicted to Duolingo. I don't know, but it's a great way to wake my brain up in the morning before I try to do school stuff. How how much are you? How how many hours are you doing it per day? Not a lot. Sometimes I'll only literally just do two lessons so that I can do my get my streak okay. credit. You're not in first. Other place days anymore. I'll really go hard and learn a whole bunch and do as many lessons as I can. But okay. so I do at least two lessons every day, and that takes. 10 minutes five five to 10 minutes five usually five minutes it's five minutes okay well i'm i'm super proud of you and so are all our listeners we've been really rooting for you Uh, a lot of us thought you were going to fail but a lot of us also (laughs) thought you were going to succeed and uh just keep it up you you're doing you're doing good gracias (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see how far that goes but so hey, have some confidence here. 146. That's nothing to shake a stick at or whatever the Spanish word is for that. I haven't learned the word for stick. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Let I'll, me know when you do. I'll let you know when okay. I get there. But I ended up beating Mass Effect Andromeda. I was like right there at the end last week. Uh, and I'm bummed. I always get sad when a good <laughs> game ends, you know, like <sighs> just sucks. You, you know what but, you should do. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to tie this to fine. Duolingo. What is it? You should go through it next time you play it. Go through it, and can you change the language to Spanish? <laughs> Probably. Because you should. I think that would really help you. I think you should I play all play of through, in Spanish now. Yeah, I could play through Dragon Age again in Spanish. And you don't have an idea of the story. You just listen Spanish. to the words. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. That's 150 Pick dialogue days. options that might change the fate of my game in Spanish. <laughs> you just figure it out. 
It's yeah. good. That's actually a really good idea. You're welcome. Write that one down, so, somebody. I'll write, yeah, I'll write it down. But after this Mass Effect Andromeda, and I think I mentioned last week, too, that I already knew which game I was going to be playing next, and it's called Greedfall, and so I've been playing that. I've had a little chunk of time in it, you know, enough to get used to all this stuff, and it is, like, I, it's not a 10 out of 10 Kate game, Okay, but like it's also not a completely six. trash game. Yeah, I would give it a six, a six out of ten Kates. So you have four out of ten real people. Got it. Well, no, it got good reviews on the on the on everything. Okay. So it's not just me, but it's a lot of it seems like Bioware game inspired. So like they're trying to go for a deep, good story. They're trying to go for characters that are complicated and all this stuff. But it falls a little flat for me. I think because of having just played a really in depth, really oh, good I Bioware know. game. I know those those games right there. Yeah. It's, and it's not even an, it's not even an open world game, but neither is like <clears throat> Dragon Age or Mass Effect either. But it just feels claustrophobic. This game. Do you think like, you should have it, taken a break, like gone to Captain Captain Toads instead? No, no. I'm happy to be playing something else. I just noticed stuff about it since I just came from another game that's like this is supposed to be similar to. Right, right. So, but beggars can't be choosers. I do have a favorite character. Um, my character is okay. Okay. I just feel like there's some plot holes and it just falls like it's not as deep as I would want or I'm used to and stuff like this. So I'm like, why are we talking about this? I don't even know what this is. Do you, you know? Is the game brand new? Yes. Can they fix it? No. Okay. But it's, you know, a lot of people are really enjoying it. Chris Gwaltney's really enjoying it. He also said it was kind of, he felt the same way. Like he liked it, but it was kind of lacking in certain areas. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to return it. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to finish it. Okay. But here's a taste of it. My favorite character is this pirate guy of the sea named Vasco. Usually you're a pirate of the sea, but yeah, go ahead, Vasco. Well, it could be a lake or a river. Okay. But, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> but it's like this, there's all these different factions that you're trying to like make happy, I guess. Or, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be impossible to make them all happy because they're just, that's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And he's from a faction called the Knots. Get it? Like nautical. Not it. Yeah. At least I th- I'm assuming that's where that inspiration for the word came from. But anyway, so this faction, they control all the stuff on the sea. So if you want to ship something, like in this case, from the continent to the island where the game takes place, you have to use the knots to get the stuff there. So they control everything. Like you can't just buy a boat and take your stuff over mm-hmm. there by yourself. Then get this. This is crazy. So the way they recruit for their faction is any baby who's born at sea goes to the knots. How do, you, how do you make them be born at sea? Say Penny was born while you were on a boat. Penny would then be part of the <clears throat> well, not Well, let me faction. just say, like, why would I choose to have a baby on a boat? I don't know. Can you make maybe people... It's, well, maybe it's an accident. Maybe you want Maybe you want them to be a knot, so you have the baby I mean, on the boat. I absolutely want... If I was a knot, I'd want more knots, that's for sure. But how do you convince people, like, hey, you know what? The best place to have... Where the best place to have a baby is? It's on the sea, in this boat. I don't know. You'd be fine. The journey from the main continent that we're leaving to the island where the game takes place is like months. Like so maybe more something than happens nine? there's a baby. No, but I mean nine. less than nine. It didn't give an exact number. Like eight? Like maybe they didn't know that they were pregnant and they got maybe, on the boat. Yeah, maybe the, exactly. That's exactly okay. what I'm Hey, this, it's all making sense now. That's good. Then okay. the other way that you could become a knot is that say you're from like pretend you're a rich family. The warm beers are like a really rich family yeah, a and you made a deal with them to get your stuff sold. Okay. One of your kids would have to be a knot. So this, which one would you pick? Vasco sounds like a really terrible guy. 
He's actually not. He's super nice. But which child of yours would you pick to be a not if you had to pick one? Our cat. <laughs> yeah, Remus can go. That's for sure. He's super cute sometimes. But if you leave a water cup on the counter, he's going to knock it over. Not interested. So that's just one of the factions. Okay. It's complicated. The characters aren't <clears throat> as like dynamic and as intriguing, but they're not terrible either. Just baby and it's, stealers. This, like Clausen told me, because the last episode I was saying, oh, what's wrong with the game? Why is it $50, not $60? Clausen told me to not complain because it is a B-Studio game, therefore it's cheaper. So I adjusted my expectations accordingly, which, would have, which basic research would have told me to do mm-hmm. that, but yep. whatever. Wise. And um, that's, that's that. Okay. I will finish this game. It's not completely terrible. It's still fun. Just feels a little claustrophobic sometimes, but that's... You, do you know how many hours the game is? I do not know. <clears throat> okay. I yeah, I don't know. Keep us a good posted. chunk. A little a bit. A good chunk. A couple hours. Got it. Yeah, I Great. wish I could see how much I've put in it already because it's been I a know. lot. But PlayStation needs to get better about that. Yeah. So if I had to guess, I would say fifteen hours. That's how much you've played. That's, that's how much I've played. Okay. It's probably a fifty-hour game. Okay, that's you know a dollar per hour. Yeah. I accept those that ratio. So do I, and we'll talk about it later mm, in this we will. show we too, will. because you had that good question. But mm-hmm. what have you been playing? You know, it has been it's been a really like busy, weird week uh, since last we recorded. Um, just couldn't get any games to the table. Could barely play any video games. Um, our van broke down on on Friday, and just this I don't know. We had to worry about that and figure it out. It's fixed now. It's back home. Thank goodness. Yeah. I wanted to get rid of it. But, oh, you know, that's because. never mind. It, the van just, I'm just, I'm over it. It breaks it too much. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, it gets us around, but I'm really tired of it. But it, it's fixed. It's in the driveway, I think. And uh, we're going to keep on keeping <laughs> on. Um, I was able to play more uh, Super Mario World to Yoshi's Island. And the game is still a blast. It's so fun. Every level is just a little bit different. Like, you don't really repeat a lot of the same. I mean, there's similar things, like you're eating people and making eggs. Mm, uh, of course. Yeah, normal stuff. But they don't, like, they, they vary the levels enough that, like, they're all pretty fresh. Like, you know, you're trying to keep Baby Mario on your back, but, and throw eggs at things. But other than that, like, there's different, there's different obstacles. And I guess that is a typical Mario game for you. Uh, I think I'm in World 3. I'm going to guess of eight because that's usually how Mario games go, yeah, right? Something like that. Uh, but I'm going to keep on keeping on. Link's Awakening comes out, fill in the date. Four days, well, September 20. Okay, gonna, erase what I said about I wasn't going to say how many days it was, but it comes out on the 20th. It could be today. September it could have been yesterday. Uh, it could have been a week ago, it could have been we know. Whenever you're listening, put in the date. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm ready to rock and roll on that. I'm going to try to get through Yoshi's Island before then, so that way I can not look back. Um, but I'm ready for it. Oh, that makes me think, should I get through this other game before I get Link's Awakening? Probably. You know what? I'll let you get, get it first. And then if there's any problems with it, you can discover it and then you can tell me about it. Why would there be a problem with a Zelda game? I don't know. You never know. It's not not Link to Electric Boogaloo. It's it's, the classic game that people love remade for the modern times. Who knows? Maybe I'll be done with this game. In a, I believe in you. I, I don't know what. Whatever. We'll see what happens. I just really want Link's Awakening, and it looks fun. Yeah, you should, I also pre-ordered the Amiibo because I don't really care about Amiibos that much, but I only have Zelda ones. I figure I would, should probably just get this one. Oh, 
it's tradition. It's kind of tradition, yeah. I don't have the Ocarina of Time or, or the... Yeah, okay, I do have Wind Waker. I don't have the Zelda Wind Waker amiibo. Or Ocarina of Time Link. <clears throat> okay, or Majora's Mask Link. I'm missing well, several, okay? Well, that's okay. Just, you know, you know I'm just doing what I can do, all right? I have, I have other ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's coming out soon. I don't know. I'm just really trying to play more games, and it's just not... It's not happening. Um, That's okay. I think that Link's Awakening is going to change your life. I know. And I like almost like, I kind of thought about taking off work the day it came out. <laughs> but I was going to like plan ahead for it. I was like, man, I just kind of like want to just play this game. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work because, you know, money. I need money. Uh, to yeah, pay well, just work enough to pay for the game. Uh, no, I already, I use tips to get it. I use and tips. Go home. <laughs> I save tips for a few weeks to pre-order it. And now it's pre-ordered and paid for and ready to go. So oh, that's smart. just need to pick it up. Yep. Um, yeah. And then Bubba's been playing nothing because he's not here. He plays, he's just been sitting in his room. He's been grounded. <laughs> he threw a chicken, he threw a chicken sandwich at somebody. And grounded, <laughs> grounded off video games. Uh, and if you'd like to see Bubba throw a real chicken sandwich at a person in person, you should join us at PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia this December, the 6th through the 8th. Uh, LTN is taking a team. I'll be there leading said team. Uh, if you want to come and love and serve our nerdy neighbors at a convention, this is the place to be. Uh, go to lovethatnerd.com slash outreach and make it happen. Right? Um, outreach? Just quick question. Yeah, Who is ahead. he going to throw the sandwich at? Is it going to be you? I don't know. Yeah, we haven't figured that out. Like last okay. person last person to sign up or me gets it thrown at them. Okay. Or I agree to those terms. That have like nothing that. to okay. do with me. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would love for you all to join us there. Um, we we go to the conventions and we just try to love the just the, everybody, the convention goers, the exhibitors, the developers, the custodians, the people everywhere. So we want you to join us there and do the same. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great. So great. <laughs> you know what else is great? Nerdy news. Nerdy news. That's the nerdy news notes. Perfect perfect segue because yes i've been excited about this nerdy news topic because i personally think it's funny i don't know why maybe it's wrong that i think it's funny but here we go we're just gonna okay, talk about I'm ready. it so you may have heard of this super popular kids youtube channel called ryan toys review have you ever heard of it i've only heard of it because you've heard of it Wait, you weren't <laughs> asking me you're asking me. okay sorry go ahead no i was asking you oh yeah i've only heard of it because of you okay well it's this Seven-year-old boy named Ryan who plays with and unboxes toys. Okay. And his parents run his channel, basically. And he's been on YouTube since 2015. So he's been around for... So he's been around since he was three years old. Wow. Now, this is not the nerdy news that okay. a young child has a YouTube channel. Yeah. The nerdy news is that there has been a complaint filed with the Federal Trade Commission over his channel saying that Brian Toys Review has been accused of tricking preschoolers into watching ads. Hmm. Why, how is it tricking them? Their parents should know. Well, in the complaint, it says that Ryan's channel, quote unquote, deceptively promotes a multitude of products to millions of preschool age children in violation of Federal Trade Commission law. You might say, what? What? Yeah, I was going to say, mean? what does that mean? What's, what's so bad about that? Well... The focus is on how, you know, as adults, we can tell when something is sponsored, when right. something is like paid. We can okay. read that it says on there, this is a paid thing. But 
If you're like five or under, which is the audience of his channel. Ryan's telling me to buy this thing right now, mom. I need Ryan's it. telling you to buy it. So <laughs> the complaint is that kids, which is the audience of this, are not able to tell that what's like sponsored sponsored products, paid product recommendation, etc. So nearly 90% of his videos have at least one paid product recommendation for kids under the age of five. Did so you, Ryan's in trouble. I think Ryan's probably going to be okay. I bet it's his parents. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. His parents and also Google because Google had to pay a record $170 million fine to settle claims over the child privacy violations that also came from this because they were also, in addition to doing all this stuff, gathering kids' information who were watching it somehow and using it for the paid product stuff. It was probably from their Google Home Mini that listens to them. Probably. So there's multiple levels of sketchiness to this hmm. story. But... Um, well, is, hold on. Is Ryan still going to be a YouTube star? Is he going to be okay? I don't know. Well, what's he going to do the rest of his life now? I mean... What are his parents going to do now? How about they were probably making bank? Probably. I mean, he has 21 million subscribers. Bank. Absolutely. And his videos have been viewed more than 31 billion times. That's probably not enough. So, I don't know. But at the end of the day, kids just... Here's a quote that says, they, they, referring to kids, just don't have the intellectual capacity to distinguish when they're being pitched to and when there's a child playing with a toy because he likes that toy, which is Whatever. true. Whatever. I guarantee, I guarantee that the toys that Ryan is now playing with are also, like, those are paid toys. Like, hey, will Ryan play with our toy? We'll pay you X money. You know. He might like it, but he's getting paid <laughs> to like it or his parents are getting paid to like it and he's getting free toys. Yeah, as a kid, it's like, here's the toy. The parents will keep the money. You just play with the toy and we'll video you. That sounds fine with me. I would do the same thing as a kid. I would too, but there's just a bunch of different levels of sketchiness. What were you doing? Were you going to yell at the kids making noise? (laughs) I just banged on the wall one time. Don't worry. Say, I'm going to take away your channel if you don't. That's it. I'm going to take away all your toys. (laughs) Oh, he's yelling out the curtain now. I just said, be quiet, please. Oh, be quiet, Uh, please. Well, you know what? I feel like this is... Since, okay, Ryan's done. So that means there's a vacuum for this, right? You have all these kids. Why don't you start a channel well, to fill the void? Uh, as soon as we get our first paid advertisement, I will absolutely do that. And all speaking right. of our paid advertisement, this one comes to you from Spindrift. <laughs> <laughs> Spindrift, sparkling water with real fruit. <laughs> it's delicious. But seriously, well, Spindrift, pick us up. That's that's basically it for nerdy news. Is that yeah, kids are being uh, that's tough. Like it's tough marketed like, to, and they can't read so or read body language know, or I know anything it. that this is an ad. If your kid gets that popular, just playing with toys, like and companies want to pay for advertisement on your channel because you have thirty one what is it thirty one billion views or yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I don't, it I don't does, know. but then how do you? Well, the question is basically unanswered. Like, how do you explain to a child who's watching the video, hey, this is not, Ryan's not playing with this toy because he wants to. This company's giving him money. Like, it's hard to explain that concept to a kid who's like, well, I mean, under the age of five, it said. I haven't seen any of his videos. It doesn't, does it cut away to the ad or like he's just, the ad is him playing with a toy? I don't know. Okay. But it says paid product nearly 90 percent of the videos have at least one paid product recommendation yeah, maybe so, you need to be like hey uh this is ryan i'm a kid and i 
don't know anything about this one, but maybe you should check it out. You might like it. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't. I don't even I know. It starts to get so complicated because, as like grownups, we can read when there's a there's that little thing that pops up in the corner that says paid promotion. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I knew that already, but thanks. Thanks for the info. Well, uh, Ryan, his parents. I hope it all goes well for you. Uh, Ryan, yeah. don't stop playing with toys, man. Yeah, and Google. I hope, man, 170 million dollar fine. I hope you're able to make it chump up change. somehow. They've already just, made it up. Just <laughs> you guys might be in the hole. They'll be fine. I think it'll be all right. They'll be just fine. Yep. Anyways, that's it for nerdy news. Probably wasn't the same noise, but it's okay. Uh, I think it works. That's okay. So that brings it's up our, uh, our our main topic here for the show. Uh, yeah. Aaron and I were we were discussing video games and tabletop games and um, just like what amount of money versus hours played is a good ratio so the question is how many plays or hours do you expect to get from a game to make the financial investment quote unquote worth it and uh, i know worth it's different for everybody Uh, how many dollars are you willing to pay or do you expect to pay per play to make it worth the financial commitment um so this is board games this is video games this is yeah and it's like two different things for each also like it really is it's it's so different. So, and you posted this question in the community yes. and a bunch of people answered and I pulled some of their answers, including Oof. an answer from a young lad named Bubba Stallcup. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want to... And put it in here because some people brought up some really good and interesting points about this. And I think about this topic a lot when I buy games. Like, that's why I was so upset about Captain Toad's Treasure that's, Tracker. That's where I went with that. You paid <laughs> you paid 60 for that game, right? A Fifty um, or sixty dollar game. I might have paid forty five. <clears throat> okay, forty five for a twenty to twenty five hour game, right? It was so much less than that. Well, I said it was three hours. <laughs> it was not three hours. It was but probably I don't, so. I don't know. So say ten hours, but I know it was less than that. Okay, so it was like four <laughs> four fifty an hour. And that that's not good. That's not good. I guess in video game terms, that's not great. Because if you think in of video like, game terms, it's not great. If you but... think of a, a sixty dollar, we'll just say Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Spider Man, you probably put in at least a dollar an hour in that game. Oh, for you, you bought it cheaper. But even if you bought it for sixty, yeah, I bought it cheaper, but full, but full price. <clears throat> say it was sixty. Yeah, it'd be like at least a dollar an hour. I, I would say I probably spent sixty to eighty hours in that game. Maybe yeah. I, I because PlayStation doesn't tell me how many hours I've played per game. Like. These are these are estimates. I know I put a good chunk of time in that game, and I played it for yeah. a few few weeks straight. I would be fine if I knew. Okay, say you're playing Spider Man, and every hour that thing comes up, like when you go to the arcade and it says to keep playing, put in another dollar. Right. So every hour you put in another dollar. Would you do that for Spider Man? Yes, I would for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's tough. Do uh, you want to read some of the uh, the comments here? Yeah. Well, here we'll skip. Aaron's has a whole bunch of different points in it that we can talk about. Okay. <clears throat> but um, Madeline Turnipseed wrote a good comment that kind of like digs into some video game stuff. She <clears throat> said, I think with video games, it depends on what genre you're playing. Narrative heavy indies that are my bread and butter are usually shorter games and are more expensive per hour, 5 to $10 per hour, versus AAA experiences that are much closer to $1 or less an hour. And that that's true. That's very true, yeah. That's really true. But that's also why in, indie games are like 20 bucks max usually. Right. Depending, so I guess be, depending on the game. Depending on the game. So sometimes you could have a like a walking sim that costs $20 that takes you two hours to finish. That'd be $10 an hour. 
or a uh, wait. I think the, five, these ten. are hard things to think about. Really, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty dollars for a four-hour game would be five dollars an hour. But <laughs> it's like, when have you played a game that you felt wasn't worth the money or was overpriced? Because mine was Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've there's several games I've bought recently that I probably paid too much money for. And I'm going to like break some hearts here and make people angry. I thought Bioshock was overpriced and I shouldn't have bought it. I don't think I got my yeah. money out of it. I even bought it which, on sale. Which one? The, the first one or Infinite? Yeah, the first one. Okay. Um, I got um, Odyssey, not Mario, but Assassin's Creed. And I bought that at a discount. But I Did you get Odyssey or Origins? You always can mix them up. The one that I got. Was it in Egypt? Yes. Okay, Origins. Okay, that's what I meant. I was thinking about Mario Odyssey, uh, and I bought it on sale. But I didn't. I I just re-downloaded it. I'm gonna try it again. That I've had a little bit of a break, okay. but I think Link Link's Awakening will probably mess with that. Um, yeah, uh, it's just it's tough to think about. Like if you go into a game going to buy it, like all right, how much am I gonna pay per hour to play this game? Instead of like I'm gonna spend fifty dollars on this game, I'm gonna play it. Like going into it with a thought like, okay, I'm gonna buy this game for fifty, and I might play it for four hours. Is is that really worth it? Yeah. Well, it's because I do tend to think about that with games. Like I'm like, oh, with Dragon Age, I've played it four times. It's sixty hours each. What's sixty times four? You're gonna be 100, okay. Two hundred forty. That's and I bought it for twenty bucks. Like that's you're pretty pro- good. You're probably okay. Yeah. I'm just fine. <laughs> But then there's games, you know, that I bought that I've tried to play that I've returned or like when I returned The Witcher the first time, it was which was embarrassing, by the way. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to talk a, about it later. It's my it's a really good game. Okay. Just uh, I was like, it's not worth the money. But now it is. But now it is because I had a better attitude when I played it. But it's just that feeling of feeling like you got ripped off, even though you didn't get ripped off. You just didn't like the game or didn't like how long the game was, right. long or short the game was, then... It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, read some of Aaron's comments here. We can kind of yeah, talk yeah. more about it. She says, often the twenty to thirty dollar games get bought out more. Uh, get brought out more often in our house because they're easier to set up and a quicker game time. Um, so not only are they cheaper up front, they're cheaper per play. And I okay. So that's tabletop. That's tabletop specific. Game. Right? And I can agree with that just because they are like they're smaller. They're they're. We usually play our games at night where we're both tired. Um, and the ones we play together, like we want those kind of easy, quick, don't have to think too much games. Um, we'll play them more. As compared to what she says, the, hun- the 60 to $100 games, they only get brought out a handful of times sometimes. Uh, but when they do, they last longer and the, ex- exp- <laughs> the experience is more <laughs> intense or profound. So we definitely play more, pay more per play. Um, so it's like a ten to fifteen dollars per play for the big game. Is it? Is it? That's more of an investment for sure. Where we could yeah. play a thirty dollar game, you know, ten to twenty yeah. times, and that's like very minimal investment. And if you have to, you have to add in like how many people are you playing with too. That also, and then there's the Chris Gwaltneys who will play like Twilight Imperium over and over and over and over and over again, and have all those hours in that game. And that's not a twenty to thirty game, right? Thirty dollar game. Yeah, well, I'm assuming. I think he's probably got his uh, monies out of Twilight Imperium. Uh, I think it retails, or he, I think 
it's usually going between like 100 to 120 for fourth edition. So uh, that is and a, like Scythe too, Drew Dixon. Right. That, that was an $80 dollar game when it came out. Um, it's tough. Like, I don't think that all of these expensive games are worth the price. At least maybe they're worth it to somebody. I I read in a other comment, I posted this on Board Game Spotlight as well. At, um, Scythe, they bought it, like the idea of it, uh, but they don't play it. But they still think it's worth the price just to have it. So, like, hmm. I don't know. Like, what do you what do you do there? Like, like collecting it? Co- that's a whole nother question. Because that starts a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole other question. Um, <clears throat> so we're like a lot of the games that that you and I play and Bubba plays. Like, we play because we well, one, we we hope to enjoy them, but two, like, we also want to stay current on what's going on in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough. Like, you're you're buying these games to like be able to talk about these games but you might not enjoy these games i don't know yeah i would say i'm looking at my um my little tabletop collection the game that i probably have played the most out of all these games is probably suro and i paid zero dollars for that because anna got it for me (laughs) we play suro a lot in this house it's fun like i think that's like and you can play up to eight people yeah you can that's crazy and it's not insanely expensive it's fun it's easy to set up it's like exactly what aaron said easier to set up in a quicker gameplay yeah yep. one and done or like three and done and you can in the course of like yeah. you can play three times in the course you might need to set up another whole giant 100 hundred dollar game yeah uh, but then the hundred the, the more expensive games have the value of you're gonna sit down with this group of people for a long time and spend time right quality hanging out time. And playing the game so then it's like is the is the benefit of the price playing the actual game or the combination of playing the game with a group of people for a set amount of time. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who tried to compare it to like a, the price of a movie ticket. And that's kind of what I mentioned to, to Aaron. Like you will say $10. That's a, that's a low movie ticket price right there. Yeah. For the most part, like we'll just say $10 for a movie ticket. And that's three hours of entertainment, three ish hours of entertainment mm-hmm. versus a, you know, $60 game would you get that many hours out of it? Like, would you get 18 hours out of it? Maybe. I don't know. Depends on the game, I guess. Yeah. Cause say for me, let's see, what's one of the last movies I saw that I really liked Thor Ragnarok. Well, that's a, that's a callback right there. It was a good movie though. Couple hours long paid X amount. I don't remember how much I paid for my ticket and my drink and my snacks. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it twice. Once in the theater and one at home, once at home. So is that experience worth more than Captain Toad Treasure Tracker? It's probably the same price. You tell me. Was it? Dollar-wise, Thor Ragnarok brought me more laughs and joy than Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. That's true. But then if you compare it to a a $60 game that I really liked, Dragon Age Inquisition or Assassin's Creed Odyssey, those smoked Thor Ragnarok. Well, in your opinion. In my opinion. TM. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of like expensive tabletop games i mean we mentioned scythe just look behind you on the on. on your shelves and pick um, something yeah uh like imperial assault uh that was a pretty pricey game but we've played it a lot like we we've played that extensively and like the ins and the outs and the kids played on their own so like, i think like that one's worth it but i look at games like uh charterstone i bought charterstone and that i think mm-hmm. i think like 45 maybe and i've played two scenarios and it's just been sitting there on the shelf like we just haven't got it back gotten it back out it's like that's a really expensive game to sit in there like two plays 
45 dollars <laughs> like ugh. uh yeah and i think that kind of probably like i was just collecting it it sounded good i like the idea of it but like just yeah. didn't play more of it and that happens with video games too i i think a lot of us like i think that's why we have like a backlog of video games yep. we have a backlog of our, our shelf of shame with tabletop games um i'm looking at like three on my shelf over to my right that i haven't been able to play yet um yeah it's tough like it's money just thrown away but you might it is and it also like like you said earlier depends on people's like opinion their definition of fun Mm -hmm. their like madeline plays short games and likes those better than longer games or or no i don't think she like well no she said they're her bread and butter so she plays them more often um and just depending on the person and like but i think this guy james green with his comment really like nailed the whole thing but he wrote i don't really have a specific scale i just want to feel satisfied with my purchase when i'm done with the game if a game is shorter but amazing the whole way through i value that way more than a game that takes forever to beat but is full of fluff just to pad out the length yeah that and i felt that same like i've played shorter games like captain toad like not Captain Toad, but other games that same <laughs> shorter length. And I don't mind that I paid whatever amount of dollars for it. Right. It's tough. It, like, so it's... Oh, how man. about everyone? You do you and you have your own scale or you don't. But it all really just boils down to if you enjoyed your time. Like, what's your time worth? Did you enjoy your time on this $20 game? Did you enjoy your, this time, your time on a $100 game? I mean, only you can say, and I guess you and your friends or whoever you're playing with or not playing with, like, I look at Gloomhaven, you can play that game a hundred times or more if you really just wanted to start making your own scenarios up. And the game was $120, $140, depending on when you got it. But like, that really boils it down. Like you can, that's almost a dollar a play and the experience, and you're playing for hours too. Like you play three to four hours per, per, uh mission that's so crazy like that was the only the captain toad thing and the reason why it keeps coming up is because that was really the the main time for me that i was like mad displeased mad and felt like i didn't even i paid x amount and i was thinking about it in this same way like i paid x amount of dollars per hour to play this game and yeah it was fun but it wasn't worth it in the end and then there's like horizon zero dawn i loved everything about that game the world the characters absolutely everything and I pay for the experience that I hope to have. And a lot of times I do have a good experience. Well, next time you want to buy a game, everybody, just instead, uh, just send us some money. We'll give you a, a great experience. <laughs> tell you a nice story. <laughs> we'll tell you just a really great story in Spanish, probably from Kate. So uh, good luck. And Espanol. Espanol. Uh, yeah. Well, let us know what you all think. Uh, we would love to keep this conversation going in the comments of wherever you read this. Um, because we don't have the answer and it's going to vary mm. per person, per game, per experience. It's just, there's so many variables. Yeah, there really is. I would love <laughs> to get a dollar an hour, dollar a play, where, whichever, um, for the games I play, but it's not always the case. So I don't know. Let us know what yeah. you think. Yeah. And even with this Greedfall game that I'm playing that I've said, oh, it's not this or not this or not that. Still, if someone said, hey, will you pay $5 to play five hours of this game? I'd say, yeah. Well, you can pay me. So, yeah. Okay, I'll pay pal you $5. I'll wait for it. And warmbeeratme.com. It's my PayPal. <laughs> uh, anything else? 
Um, no, I think that's going to be it, right? I think so. Unless you have anything else, but you no. didn't, doesn't sound like you do. No. So that'll do it for episode 66 of the Free Play Podcast. Be sure to check us out on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, US and Canada, Radio.com, and anywhere else podcasts are found. And if you can't find us where you podcast, let Bubba know. Too bad. I would say oh, us, yeah, but let Bubba know. not us. Yeah. Don't don't let us know. Let Bubba know because he can change that. Mm-hmm. So just email Bubba at lovethynerd.com if um, you have that issue. And if you're not a part of our Love Thy Nerd Facebook group, make it one of your life goals to change that today. Just go to Facebook and type in Love Thy Nerd Community. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 and that's, join it. Mm-hmm. That's how I type it always. It is super fun. It is super fun. I love the community. It's a blasty blast. And you can also find Love Thy Nerd on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Love Thy Nerd. And you can also follow us, the Free Play Podcast, on Twitter at Free Play Podcast. And I know I say that like every week about this podcast. I'm going to hold you and to I, it. I never post. I posted something today and said, I forgot about this. I'm sorry. I posted that. You're dead. I know. Uh, and so. I will just say, for those of you who have uh, wondered where Beard Bros and Co-Optional have been, we're taking a little bit of a break uh, while Bubba stops being so busy. And we hope to be back uh, the beginning of October. So look for that on the places. Yeah, get ready because it's going to be, I can guarantee you it's going to be amazing. Rip-roaring. Rip-roaring. Yep. I meant rip-roaring. That's yeah, the it's going to be rip-roaring. Um, so I'm Kate Katawaki. And I'm Matt Warmbier. And for our cut man, Jonathan Clausen, we will catch you next week, I think. And remember, Jesus loves you, nerd. And for Bubba, too. And also for Bubba, I forgot about him again. And well, he's around. The end. Bye. (laughs) You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media. I just poured this spindrift all over myself.